And I still believe that these problems can be solved. I know not what course others may take, but as for me, give me liberty or give me death. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. This is The Political Show. <laughs> Hey, 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 and welcome to The Political Show right here on Active FM, where radio has never been better. I'm your girl, Cynthia, but you know you can call me Gix, and with me in studio we have... Gavin Enslin. Pastor Gavin Enslin, right here on The Political Show, where Christ politics is... Hot politics. Hot politics. And this week, again, we are still focusing on South African politics. Like well, I said it's going to be for a while. Eh? Yeah, like I said last week, I'm actually enjoying our politics. Well, there's, I have yeah, had a change got, of heart. Ladies and gentlemen... Breaking news. We have a competitive election for the yes. first time in my life. I've and I'm 55 years old. Can you imagine for me, if Pastor Gavin is 55 years old and yeah. first time in his life he's seeing a competitive election. Um, yeah. I mean, my mother was born in 1947. Stupid. And the last time a government lost an election was in 1948. Sure. When the then ruling United Party lost to the National Party. Oh, and then in 1994, wasn't it? No, that wasn't, no one lost an election there. Eh? That was a new constitution that was negotiated. Interesting. So, I mean, the National Party lost power, but I don't count that because blacks, black people hadn't been voting. Oh. So it was a, it's not, I mean, the ANC was like the ruling party in waiting. We all knew that at that time. <laughs> ruling party yeah. in waiting. Yeah. So, I mean, at the, at the end of the day, it, was, it, it wasn't, you, you had a white electorate voted the National Party into power, and now you had a total electorate. Yeah. So, you know, the, the National Party only ruled the white electorate. They still had the white vote. Mm. In fact, their share of the white vote increased in 1994. Mm. Um, you know, so, so I don't consider they lost that election because it was a totally, there was an interim constitution passed, you know, and all sorts of things like that. So, um, that, you know, it was, it was, and that, that election wasn't competitive gigs. <laughs> true. Yeah, the no. NC won by four. Yeah, no, that's so true. Like 65 or 64% of the vote. No, that is, that is true, actually. So the last competitive elections was in 1948. 1948. When Jan Smuts lost and D.F. Milan took over as the Prime Minister of South Africa in those days. Oh, that's deep. And now we have a competitive election. The ANC yeah. could lose. Yeah, no, that is exactly what is happening. Um, if you it's like if your team never won a trophy. <laughs> and now that there's a chance they could win a trophy. Just yeah. to see what happens when the ruling party loses an election. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's actually a historical year yeah. for South Africa. Um, Look, 1994 is also historical because we, we changed constitutions. Yes, yes. So, I mean, it was one dispensation to a new one. So, mm. th that was very historical. I'm not saying it wasn't historical. Yeah, no, it was. But to actually have an election that the ruling party could lose. That is, that is yeah, that is... A with an existing electorate. Mm. Um, so, that is what we're going to be speaking about today. But more specifically looking at, could it be that the most unlikely coalition is what could defeat um, the ANC. Um, and I'm sure you're probably wondering who are the most, un think about the most unlikely people to, you know, 
come together against the ANC. Uh, the ANC and th- that is possibly you're possibly thinking about the right people or you're possibly not even thinking about that but yeah that's what we're going to be speaking about Pascal. do you want to go in more detail I think we should tell them after the break yes so Da-da-dum. this is the political show where Christ politics is what politics politics <laughs> Active FM, the Netflix of radio, but better. So we are speaking about the South African elections. And uh, we are looking at specifically an unlikely correlation happening. But before we go into that, um, we were watching a YouTube, I was watching a YouTube video. um, And they were basically speaking about... The channel is called Morning Shot. Yes, it's called Morning Shot. And they were speaking about the fact that you are actually, when you look at the polls, the polls are not giving us correct figures. Um, Because when you look at the polls, parties like MK are not on the polls. Yeah, so we've done a show recently, am I right? It was last week. Yeah, with MK. Yeah. That was with the interview with Franz Grunier. Yes. And uh, that was a week before. Oh, well. Well, we did it. Yes. (laughs) We know we did it, that's all. Yes. But, um, yeah, th- I know he said they're doing work. So I'm mm-hmm. curious to see, you know, what, what figures they're going to come out with yeah. in terms of, um, you know, the impact that MK is going to have on the election. Yeah. I can't see it's not going to have an impact. Mm-hmm. My, my, and, uh, you know, if I look at the way the ANC is reacting and mm-hmm. ANC supporters are reacting, mm-hmm. MK is a threat. Yeah. Uh, so And that's the party that's tagged to the... Uh, the previous president of the ANC, Jacob yeah. Zuma, prior yeah. to Sir Ramaphosa. So, um, what the Morning Shot channel on YouTube was talking about was a potential coalition between Jacob Zuma and the MK party mm-hmm. and Helen Zilla, who used to be the leader of the, the Democratic Alliance. Mm-hmm. She's still, I think, the federal chair or something yeah. of the Democratic Alliance. John Stiernazen is the leader. Mm-hmm. And uh, what they were speculating is the possibility that um, you know, when all the results are in and things like that, that potentially the DA and MK could come together if they have enough support yeah. uh, to form a coalition to unseat the ANC. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the IFP. Uh, 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 unseat the IFP. And include the IFP in the coalition. Oh, yes. Uh, sorry. Because I, I, yes. I, I wouldn't see how that, that they'd need the IFP. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. So... They were basically speaking about this, uh, this coalition and stuff. And it's actually a very unlikely, like I said, unlikely. Um, if, if you were up to date with politics when Jacob Zuma was president, you know, Helen Zilla and Jacob Zuma didn't see eye to eye in inverted commas and stuff like that. But they also made, they made up very interesting points. We see that obviously they speak, spoke about the fact that Jacob Zuma probably has a lot of... Um, there's a lot of tension if he has to deal with the white parties in inverted commas, so like why? IFP and stuff because of the way. Look, he that's was how treated. the media promoted him. He he was promoted as being anti-white. Yeah, but when he was arrested, that whole scan, that whole that drama that happened with him During getting the yeah with him being arrested and stuff. Um, Helen Ziller actually put out an article that was titled "The Jacob Zuma I Came to Know Was." unfailingly warm and humane 
and yeah, I remember that article. Yeah, they also they also spoke a lot about. And the media never portrayed that. No, no, and they, they also were like these terrorist arch enemy mm. uh, about to go to war. Yes. Yeah. And they actually spoke about the fact that if you look at the how the dealings between Jacob Zuma and Helen Zilla, you actually see that he respected her as mm. much as there would be a whole lot of. Um, he didn't respect Musi Maimani. No. Helen Zilla's um, successor. Yes. So as much as there was a lot of... He went, hey, um, hey, hey. <laughs> Started laughing in Parliament. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah, so as long as... They as even did a song, you know, about Jacob Zuma when he's still the president. Yeah. And people are starving and all of us, and Jacob Zuma's response, hey, hey. <laughs> yeah, so as much as there was a lot of conflict between the different parties, they actually, they actually spoke about the fact that he respected Helen Zilla. So that's why they say it's a possible, it's possibly likely that it's going to happen because they have respect for one another and they'll probably see work together in terms of unseating the ANC. So what are your thoughts on that? I mean, look, Helen Zilla was part of the, the, the anti-apartheid thing. Hmm. Um, she was part of the parties that um, were white parties that was, were standing up massively on many fronts, you know, against apartheid. Um, she also speaks, uh, I think it's Kosa, fluent Kosa, one of the Safian black languages. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, looking at her from, from that perspective, she, she was also an icon of the whole movement towards liberation from the white community. She was one of the people, you know, that really stood against um, what the National Party was doing and, and, and such. So, um, from that perspective, I've got respect for her. Mm. And I also, the, the media often paints a different picture of her, but I think she's got a love for black people, black Saifian people as well. Um, just some of the things that I've seen about her, some of the things I've, I've heard her say. In terms of her positions, you know, the, the DA's positions, I hate their positions. <laughs> I, I hate their positions. And uh, I don't think she'll be a friend of the church. So from that perspective, you know, I've got my misgivings. But uh, as, as people, um, I, I also think there's a difference between them and a lot of the other headline politicians in South Africa. Mm. I'm talking about the current president, Sora Maposa, many of his leadership. I'm talking about Julius Malema, the head of the EFF. I'm talking about the head of the party that she's the chair of, which is John Stianazen. Um, I listen to these guys and, and I can't actually finish listening to him most of the time. The, the one that speaks the least amount of rubbish in my view, what I term as rubbish or garbage, if people listen from overseas, would be Julius Malema, but even he speaks rubbish. Mm. Um, Jacob Zuma stood against the lockdowns. Mm. When none of the other politicians, none of them, none of the politicians that I knew of in Parliament were standing against the lockdowns. Jacob Zuma stood against them. Jacob Zuma stood against the vaccine. Mm. And I'm sorry, listening to all the things that are going on now with the vaccine, you know, these so-called conspiracy theorists, more and more they've been proved right. Mm. Jacob Zuma stood, and, and I remember he didn't say anything about it, except just before he went to jail, you know, that, that jail time experience mm. which Helen Zilla wrote about. They asked him, are you vaccinated? He started laughing. <laughs> and he said, not yet. And he got up and he left. Do you sure. understand what yeah. I'm saying? Um, and that it was still in the COVID time, obviously. Mm. Um, you know, with the lockdowns and all of that. So, 
my my entire perspective on Jacob Zuma and in Scorsese on it, Lamine Zuma, who was who's his ex-wife. Now he's got a million wives now, but she was the ex-wife. You know, <laughs> she was his first wife. Yeah. Now they divorced. Yeah. Um, but he was supporting her as the candidate to be a successor for the ANC. Yeah. And Sir Ramaphosa in 2017 beat her out by about 40 votes. Yeah. If you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So. She also was the Minister of Corporate Governance and she came up with some weird laws about banning smoking. You couldn't sell cigarettes during the lockdown. You couldn't sell alcohol and all of that stuff. But then I heard little things, you know, behind the scenes and I'm not sure if it's true, but it certainly is the only thing that I heard that made, made sense to me as to why she would have passed such stupid measures as you're not allowed to sell cigarettes and you're not allowed to sell alcohol. But that she was actually using this to get at the business interests that were behind the, the lockdown. Interesting. And that totally changed my perception of her. Mm. Now, she was the Minister of Corporate Governance operating under Sir Ramaphosa. She had the power to draft the legislation under the, or the regulations under the, 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 the state of disaster that the President declared. She was the one that had the power to do that. And um, it would make sense that you'd have such stupid regulations to get back at the people that are forcing the lockdown. Mm. So... Um, my perception of her and Jacob Zuma changed totally with it. The, the same as when, when Donald Trump did his Operation Warp Speed with the vaccine. My perception of him changed dramatically toward the negative. Yeah. My perception of people like Jacob Zuma and Skorsasana Lemini Zuma changed dramatically towards the positive mm. when they stood against the lockdowns and, and, and things like that. So, um, them being the only guys that sort of stood against this lockdown... Now, obviously, in school, Zuma couldn't say anything in public because yeah. she was a cabinet minister at the time in Sora Maposa's cabinet. But she has since resigned from the ANC. Mm. So is she going to work with MK Party? We don't know. I haven't heard anything yet. Um, but looking at people like that now, um, to, ju to just have people in parliament that we know at the time stood against the lockdowns mm. will be a breath of fresh air. Mm. Yeah, that's true. That is true. I also think the same thing. And I, I really believe that South Africa needs a change somehow. I'm also yeah, and it's not just the ANC. Yeah. The, the political class needs to change. Yes. Things need a shake-up, yeah. Yes. Because I'm also one who does not agree with what the DA stands for. I don't agree with their policies. Um, a lot of the policies that they stand for is anti-biblical. Yes. Um, but even they claim to be a party that's all about a free market. Mm. but they're not actually mm. so it's 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 one version it's maybe if i can it's the black socialism of the anc and the eff mm. versus the white socialism of the da mm. now that's not providing me a choice because mm. i don't like socialism yeah. and i also don't believe that the average south african black or white like socialism mm. yeah. i think south africans want economic freedom mm -hmm. Yeah, and they true. want to be allowed to participate in the economy. Yeah, yeah, no, that's true. And so that's, your, that's your experience too. Yes, they want to be able to create their own businesses. Yes, they want to be able to to um, be the master of their own destiny. Mm. Yeah, no, that's true. And let's talk about the fact that. What are your thoughts, or why do you think the reason is? Just your opinion. This is an opinion, in terms of why MK or the polls are not giving accurate figures. So, the for instance, ANC is sitting at 39% nationally. Yeah, that I find hard to... 
if 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 MK is in, in is baked into that polling mix, mm. I could say okay potentially. Um, especially in KwaZulu Natal, and yeah. KwaZulu Natal is a very big voting block, and he's got a lot of support there. Mm. So I think that party has got a lot of support there. In Gauteng, in certain areas around Johannesburg, there's also significant support, you know, amongst the the where, where there's high concentration of a Zulu population. Mm-hmm. So I don't see them as being 39 because there's too many there's too many people that I'm talking to that are very unhappy with the ANC, mm-hmm. but they're looking at the absolute debacle that's gone on, for example, in the city of Johannesburg. Yeah. With the, the coalitions, yeah, and it's been a disaster. Yeah. And so they're saying, we don't believe coalitions work. Yeah. So that I'm hearing from a lot of people, and I think that's propaganda that has been pushed to say pro- coalitions don't work. And I think it's worked. I think it's been, it's been successful. Obviously, um, you know, is that going to be enough to push people to vote for the ANC? People are very unhappy with the ANC. Mm-hmm. And so at the moment, they're undecided. So... To new political parties out there, if you can get your act together, these voters are winnable. Yeah. Especially the young ones. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Do you think the ANC is at 39%? Is this nationwide? Yeah, nation- national. Nationally? Yeah. Without the MK? I think they've left the MK out because the MK is a very credible threat to the ANC. Yeah, I feel like the MK is close to 10%, somewhere there. Maybe seven, six percent, somewhere there. Yeah, I wouldn't. Uh, but I mean, how big would they be in KwaZulu Natal? That's also the other thing. Yeah. Okay. So there's two polls here. I don't know how different they are because it's both. They both say national, but there's one that has ANC at forty point five percent, and then there's one that has ANC at thirty eight point five percent. Who are those polls? This is from Business Tech. No, no. But I mean, do they do they cite to the polls or the two polls? An Ipsos study. Okay, and the study. other one? It's also an Ipsos study. Both? Yeah. So why, why is the difference? 39 uh, is, is maybe the one was last week and the other one's this week or probably. something. So they're saying the ANC is 40%. Mm. And then what are the other parties? Then the DA is at 20.5. EFF is 19.6. 19. Yeah. And then IFP is at 4.9. Then Action SA is at 4.3. Then uh, FF Plus is at 2.1, Action SA is at 1.5, ACDP is 1%, and other parties 5.6. But can I just tell you something? For as so, long so as the I the can EFF remember... saying is at, is at 20% of the vote? Yeah. Are you seeing that in on the streets? No. I have not, heard, I mean I have not heard of EFF in such a long time, eh? Yeah. Personally, I have not heard of them in such a long time. It's, it's. It th- we used to hear a lot about them on the news and with the people passing. Well, you still hear about them in the news, whatever, But it's not. The what chatter is, is not I, that much. I don't. I don't trust the news. Yeah. So even this Ipsos study, I don't. I don't trust them. But mm-hmm. um, you know, I used to hear about the EFF on the ground. You know, even at the universities now. You know, at Wits University, for example, I'm not hearing about the EFF and they were all over that campus in like 2018, 2017, 2019. They were all over. You know, mm. you'd, you'd see guys running around. Now, for those overseas, the EFF, they, they call themselves the Economic Freedom Fighters and they, they, they wear an, a red overall, which is for, you know, representing the workers and they also wear a red beret, mm. you know, with the EFF logo on it. 
um, you know, which represents the fact that they're an army. And so you, you'd see these guys all the time. And uh, I, I've, I saw them a little bit last year, but not much. Um, you know, and in 2017, 2018, 2019, we used to see a lot more of them. The other thing is, if I go back five, six years ago, I'd be driving down the road here in areas close to where the studios are. And I'd say at least one or two out of every hundred people would be walking with that red beret of the EFF. Mm. And now, every now and then I see a red beret and it's not an EFF beret. Mm. It's mm. normally a security guard or something. Yeah. So, I'm not, I'm, I don't know, I'm not seeing that. 20%, that, that's a lot. And, and the thing about the EFF is the, the, their support's going to come in the urban areas. It's not going to come in the rural areas. Mm. Because the rural areas are still going to be largely ANC in my view. They're going to yeah. probably be 55, 60% of the vote there. So, so they're saying that nationally, the ANC's lost 10% of their support to the EFF. Yeah. Yes, that's what they say. That's, okay, I'm going to be interested to see that's true. I'm fascinated. And then but there's no MK there. There is no MK. It says other parties 5.6%, which... I, and the uh, IFP is 4%. Yeah, 4.9. Basically 5%. It's the IFP. And they, they don't have a breakdown of the provinces? Uh, no. They're just looking at it nationally. Yeah, in, in this article that I have. And and I think the main part is, you know, they're trying to eliminate the, uh, the, the voter turnout. So I just want to say to South Africans, you know, um, the... The proclamation of the election date is imminent, which means they're going to freeze the voter rolls because that's what happens by law. The voter rolls get freezed. Yeah. Um, so, South Africans, please go like immediately and go and register at your polling station because apparently they, they're changing the rule now that you can only vote at your polling station. Really? Yeah. They're saying they don't have enough um, ballot papers for you to vote somewhere else. Interesting. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? No. Um, to, to, to do the change now it's a very bad thing yeah so to me that's going to um, disenfranchise a lot of voters so I'm not, that, that could cause problems on election day because if enough people get stopped from voting yeah because with them as well I mean certain people obviously we had the, the week those weekends of election uh, where you went to go register for elections and things like that and let's say I was visiting family and I, I went to go register there and mm. I go back to where I stay. Does that mean I have to go back to where I registered? Wherever, whatever, yeah. Look, I've checked my registration and uh, I'm registered at the same place that I voted at in 2021. Okay. So, yeah. So, so I'm just saying, if you're a Safian listener and you're a Safian citizen and you're 18 or older, please go to the polling station check your address because you can check on the IC website yeah so check your address and uh, check the polling station that you're supposed to be voting at yeah and make sure that you're registered at that voting station otherwise on, on election day you're going to have a problem sure so if, please do that if you heard that so that we can get our votes in for the elections this year. In Job 40 verse 1 to 2 it says, Then the Lord said to Job, Do you still want to argue with the Almighty? You are God's critic, but do you have the answers? It's very important that we take into account 
you know, God in this whole picture. Now, number one, if, if you look at elections and things like that that are happening, I believe you have a responsibility as a citizen of your country mm-hmm. to go and vote. If God has, has gifted you the opportunity to be able to vote for whichever government you want in power, then I believe it's your responsibility to, to make the decision and to vote for someone that is going to stand for the people and is going to stand for biblical values, yeah. that's going to stand with the church. Yeah. South Africa, for example, is a very religious country. The overwhelming majority of those are Christians, yet we are ruled by people of no religion. Mm. Mm. Or we're ruled by Muslims. And the Muslims are a very small percentage of population, but the Muslims have been able to weasel their way into powerful positions and gain power economically. So it's very, very important, especially for, for Christians, to go and register instead of asking all sorts of questions that we tend to ask. And it's the same as what God was saying to Job, because Job was saying, I don't understand why all these things are going wrong in my life. I don't understand why I've been attacked like I have. I don't understand um, you know, why, why when, I'm, when I'm loyal to you, that all of these terrible things would be happening in my life. And, and God's coming him and saying, when are you going to stop criticizing me? You don't understand the full picture. You don't understand eternity. You don't understand the spiritual realm. What do you understand in terms of what I created? What do you understand in terms of how everything hangs together? What do you, he says to him, what do you understand in terms of how the sun comes up in the morning? Mm. Now, we know today, something Job didn't know, that the sun comes up in the morning uh, because the earth is rotating on its axis and it's also rotating around the sun. Yeah. So we know that. But... We don't know how that happens. Yeah. I know, I know they say gravity. But how does the earth stay in this perfect orbit? Hmm. I mean, it's very nice to say it's gravity. How do you know that gravity works? Hmm. How do you know what causes gravity? Yeah. You know? Uh, and, and I mean, this earth is going in a, you know, a, a perfect orbit around the sun. And sometimes the, the earth is closer to the sun and sometimes it's further from the sun. So, how do you know? And you don't know. Mm. I don't care how scientific you, you think you are. I don't care how much of a cosmologist you think you are. I don't care how much of an astrophysicist you think you are. You don't know. And God's saying, so stop judging me. Yeah. And trust me. Yeah, amen. And I want to say, the Lord's saying to all of us, trust me. Now, if you're in South Africa, you have responsibility you have a responsibility to look at the parties that are on the ballot and go and find the ones that match your biblical values. You have a responsibility to do the Ramu. Yeah. You have a responsibility, therefore, to make an informed decision. What is that party that you vote for going to do in terms of the issues in your life? Like things like comprehensive sexuality education, like things like abortion and the whole LGBT movement and all of those sorts of things. What is the party that you're going to vote for do in terms of those things in relation to your beliefs as a Christian. And if a party is not willing to stand up for biblical values, they're not getting my vote. Yeah. They're just not getting my vote. Yeah. You should be the same as a Christian. Mm-hmm. I just want to finish and say this. You now people come with all sorts of arguments. You can't vote for these Christians. You've got to vote for someone who's a leader or something like that. But here's the thing. In the old days, of the new South Africa. White people would vote for the DA, black people would vote for the ANC, and both parties have very anti-Christian policies. Yeah. 
Christians need to wake up. There are guys that are standing that stand for Christian values. Vote for those. Mm. Or don't expect there to be a good government. Yeah. Because to have a good government, you need people that are good. And to have good people, they need to have the Holy Spirit. And they need to have been cleansed by the blood of Jesus. Yeah, amen. So if you're voting anywhere else in the world and you're a Christian, I'm telling you to do the same thing. Yeah. This has been an amazing show, as always, because it's a political show. On Active FM Radio has never been better. I'm your girl, Cynthia, but you know you can call me Gex. And with me in studio, we have... Gavin Enslin. Pastor Gavin Enslin. Like I said, right here on The Political Show, where Christ politics is... Hot politics. Hot politics. Active FM Radio has never been better.